humans, congratulations on making it to 2021. Happy New Year! Welcome to the God Pod. Once again, I'm your host of hosts, the good lord with the most, the one and only Almighty God. Thank you for joining us as we attempt to restore order to the multiverse. Don't forget to subscribe. It's free. You just gotta, like, go into your app and find the, like, button, which is, like, they make ridiculously hard, depending on what app you're on. But, you know, you won't regret it. Make sure to tell your friends about the show. Please, we need apostles. Studies have shown that the way most people learn about a podcast is because a friend or relative told them about it. And listen, don't be afraid to share this podcast around, okay? Tell your grandmother. (laughs) Tell your religious father. You know, post up signs on the churches and wherever you want. (laughs) It's fine. They're going to love it. Believe me. They need this. Anyone that's cool is going to love it. Anyone that's extremist, maybe don't tell them. Okay. I'm here today with the God Squad. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hello, God. Ah, I noticed that you're calling me God now instead of Dad. Yeah, I don't know what to call you anymore. I'm going to rotate through a couple different names. Previously on the God Pod, uh, (laughs) if you missed it, um, we did a paternity test, and it's clear now that Jesus is not my son. He's actually, um, what was that guy's name again? He's such a nobody. Joseph, of course. Joseph, right. Yes, you know darn well what yeah, his name he, apparently is. Apparently, he's the real dad, although I question the methodology of the DNA test and, um, you know, mm. big news. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we talked about the Immaculate Conception. I had to come clean about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'll get that later. Yeah, yeah. No, we just didn't want to uh, say anything. It, it just yeah. wasn't funny. Okay. Well, no, it was funny. It was just, like, too on it's the just, nose. Too on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you will notice that the Holy Spirit is not with us today. She uh, she couldn't make it. She's she's attending to business, what with the election. Of course. So we wish you well, Holy Spirit, and we look forward to seeing you next Let's time. Let's just say it. She's better than us. She's better than us. She's busy all the time. You know. She's saving the world once again. Just a sure. bird. So modest. So, so modest. <laughs> I just have to say that uh, we started to watch Cobra Kai. Oh, fine. Oh, boy. And come on, it's 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 amazing. Oh it's... boy, he says. Oh boy, <laughs> I love. Listen it. to me when I tell you this, Jesus. If there's one thing that I've learned and I wish to resolve for myself in the new year, is don't be so judgmental. Maybe I I'm mean, not you know, being judgmental. I know no. that I'm God, and it's like my job. I just think that it's kind of like judgy. No, and. I'm... I'm just happy that one of your friends, Moses, has decided to follow another one of one your suggestions. One of my real friends, yes. yes. And, and were you disappointed, Moses? Did I steer you wrong? You did not. No. Exactly. Exactly. I would never steer you wrong. No. I have excellent taste. I'm invested in the characters. There was a lot of nostalgia. And quite frankly, may I say that I'm getting a bit peeved with all of this judging things that you haven't seen before. Based upon what? Uh, who's doing that? Not me. I'm not doing mm, that. Oh, I can hear it in your voice. Oh, no. good, oh Cobra Kai. Ooh, no, no, no. I was, seems, just ha- mm-hmm. I was just happy for you. This yeah, relationship sure. is so broken after that paternity <laughs> test. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to try harder, okay? I'm going to start watching things that I maybe don't like. Like, um, you know, maybe I'll watch Emily in Paris. Or maybe I'll <laughs> watch uh, Pride and Penises. I mean Bridgerton. Oh, um, yeah, things that you think I wouldn't like, I'm probably gonna love them. Yeah, okay, because yeah. I have an open mind. All right, pride enough, and penises. <laughs> we're, we're fired up. We have an excellent guest with us today. Yes, with us today is comedian J.L. Covin. J- did I? <clears throat> <laughs> I hope that wasn't too over the top. That was not. No, that was not at all over the top. You do not want to nix this in post. We're keeping this. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, inevitably. Uh, Jail Jail's act is incredibly diverse and has led to six stand-up albums. 2006, Racial Chameleon. 2008's Diamond Maker. 2012's Too Big to Fail. And 2013's Keep My Enemies Closer. 2016's Israeli Tortoise, which hit number one on the iTunes comedy chart. (laughs) That's pretty good. And you can't do better than that. And his 2018 double album, Thoughts and prayers. And thoughts, I will note, is spelled T-H-O-T-S, which is a different kind of thought. He has also released two albums as Donald Trump, 2017's Fireside Craps, 
an entire album as Donald Trump, which hit number one on the iTunes comedy chart, and 2020's Fireside Craps, The Deuce, which went number one on both Amazon and iTunes comedy charts and broke into the top 40 on the overall album charts on iTunes. Amazing. Damn. Welcome to the God Pod, JL. Thank you very much. I feel like I don't have to, I can just thank you. I don't have to thank you in a speech. I can just say thank (laughs) you to you and and I've taken care of it. Isn't it great? I can jump right to my parents. <laughs> I have to say right off the bat, the title for the album, Israeli Tortoise, is up there. I love it. Oh, I love you. the title. Just itself. Yeah, what, what does it mean? The, the track is basically, it was, it was me talking about how seeing my mother and father age differently, um, how much more prepared my mother was for aging than my father was. I think <laughs> I said it basically spoke to two things. The fact that women are generally less safe uh, in society. And I compared that to Israel being sort of a thriving country, but surrounded by enemies. Mm. And I also said, and also in terms of the aging process, men sort of get out in their strength a lot faster, but aren't prepared for the end of the race also mm. or end of life much like mm-hmm. the hare and the tortoise. So it's a very convoluted, that's just, exp- that's not the joke, but that's explaining I get it, it. though. I yeah, get I it. it. It's brilliant. So it's I said brilliant. women were like Israeli tortoises, strong and built for the long haul. Mm. Yeah, you got to be tough because that's, that's a great comparison and I get it, which means men are like uh, American rabbits. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> So that's like a chubby rabbit. Okay. <laughs> that's the follow-up. 2021's American Rabbit coming, <laughs> coming to a streaming service. Genius. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, we've seen your, your impressions um, on Twitter. It's brilliant. Uh, you recently did a huge one um, impersonating Mitch McConnell. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Your impressions, um, your impressions, your comedy. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like impressions are sort of uh, the thing that can draw in the most people. Right. Um, right. And then I just hope to convert a lot of those people into more substantive stand-up fans. And I know I'll lose many along the way, but, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be nice. You know, that's that's stand-up is what I really, you know, want to do long term. I've been doing well, I have been doing it 17 years, but now I'd actually like to turn it from a soul-crushing hobby into a lucrative career. Exactly. It's like. <laughs> How do I make this podcast a big podcast? It's soul crushing. And I don't have a soul because I'm God. I have all the souls. So it's like all the souls getting crushed at once. <laughs> I just, I'm a collector. And um, yeah, how do, you, how do you do it? You know what? You just, you just got to, you know, I just watched Soul, in fact, Moses. How good was yes. that? Uh, it's you, one just, of my, you just got to live, right? You just got to enjoy yeah. what you do and um, yeah. fuck the game. Fuck right. the game. <laughs> Do it for the respect before you breathe to collect a fucking check. That's that's slim shit. Can, can, can I start this out here? I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Really Dude, Moses has his professional questions because I'll just blather on all day with my fangirling. I'm just really curious because he mentioned turning this from a hobby because uh, I'm curious where this all began for you. What was the catalyst? Because in an interview, you mentioned how you really weren't thinking of this as a career, but more of a hobby. Um, that was me. I think sometimes my sarcasm gets lost in translation. Uh, I very much <laughs> think of it as a career. I just sort of self-deprecate because yeah. to the world, and I sometimes get this advice to the world, it's sort of like, well, you're a well-known comedian now and you have these albums and this, right. but I'm, I'm that type of person. I go the opposite from most comedians, which is, you know, you get two open mics and then you change your profession on social media to stand up <laughs> comedian. <Right. laughs> I'm the opposite, which is for several years, I was making half my money from stand up and keeping my, my day job in a part time sort of flexible capacity, which was Smart. hurting my earnings, but it was giving me some safety in terms of bills are going to continue to get paid. But like right. I was doing road work as a feature and try and doing bar shows and open mics and, and making albums. And, you know, I have all the bullet points of someone you might think is a full-time comedian. And I could easily project, I could easily portray myself as that based on how much I've done. But if I'm being a hundred percent honest until I don't have to do any other job other than comedy, even if my comedy career is going well, and this year was, was 2020 was oddly enough, a, a great year for my comedy career. The, the fact is, I just, I feel 
like I want, you know, I just feel like calling it a hobby out of sarcasm. Like yeah. I definitely put in full time. I'm more somebody who has two jobs instead of, you know, I have a day job and I have all the work I put into comedy. So it's more like I have two jobs, but until the dream job becomes the only job, I sort of self-deprecate. <laughs> and it feels like you're take that's a way to taking pressure off of yourself saying, you know, oh, it's just a hobby. You know, we'll see how this goes. You know, not giving yourself too much of a, a, a uh, it's a smart to play to. mentally. Yeah. It's a smart play because right. you got, you know, it's a very insecure field. Yeah. If you can be riding high in April and shot down in May and you just got to. What song you, is that? Wait a minute. What song? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> shot down uh, in May. I think it's, it's Frank Sinatra. Obviously. I think that uh, that's a very smart thing. What, yeah. What's the day job? If I can ask or if not uh, lawyer. Know? lawyer uh, yeah so i'm i've been very uh i, I it's a weird complaint to have in, at this time comedian in this lawyer country to say overwork isn't it criminal been, lawyer am i correct in that out of out of law school i was a prosecutor okay. uh, for the bronx district attorney's office i think this could be a good sitcom <laughs> yeah right. you know watch a man fail at two jobs for 15 <laughs> years so you're saying the comedy chops don't translate well into the courtroom damn yeah, it's 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 been a weird existence because it's just one of those things where what i tell people is for from about 2010 to 2019 comedy was the priority so i took part-time jobs and part-time legal work so that i had all the flexibility to make albums to tour to feature different places but it was never more than half my money. So I was never in a position to say, okay, comedy, we're ready to do this. Yeah. Cause I did that. I got laid off. Lawyer money is pretty good. Uh, not really. Not the way I do law. Uh, <laughs> but compared to comedy, I don't know. You never know. Well, this, I this have no year, idea. this year was a, was a weird year because I have a very good day job and I destroyed it, uh, in terms of how much money I made in comedy. Like I wow. made over double but this was a flash in the this could be a flash in the pan year, which is why I've had enough ups and downs in comedy to just say, I'm going to keep making content. I have my plans. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. working on my plans for special new album, et cetera. Schemes. But uh, yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> plans, schemes, plans. I, I'm making my plans and you should be That's laughing. That's what I call mine. <laughs> but, but shouldn't you be laughing? You know, I make plans and God laughs anyway. <laughs> I um, am laughing. I'm laughing at my own jokes. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's weird. I am, I am a good comedian who's done a lot, but it's, you know, you spend 15 years pursuing comedy and it never having the breakthrough that you need. I took mm. a job at a law firm last year that fell into my lap because I said, I can't prioritize comedy anymore. I'm good 40. It's time to like make comedy the side gig and hope for the best, as opposed to making my whole life structured around hoping comedy uh, has a breakthrough. And yeah. then this year, oddly enough, you know, uh, my comedy did have a, humong- a, a yeah, humongous congrats. breakthrough. I mean, a lot. We've talked to a lot of uh, comedians who've had a huge year because people needed it. Right. You know, just just when they needed comedy the most. A captive audience. Um, and that's not a bad yeah, thing. Maybe. Uh, but uh, it, I think it was more that they've always wanted it. But comedians uh, were forced to go online. Yeah. That's what I think the pattern is. It's not that this could they couldn't have done this before. But yeah, also, I mean, a lot of passionate stuff going on. But anyway, can you imagine if Seinfeld, if on Seinfeld, he was a lawyer? Yeah, that'd be ter- <laughs> that's a terrible show. It's a terrible show? Oh, damn. I was going to say, are we going to write the pilot? No, no or I would. It, I've thought about like, this is one of the Caveman many things. Caveman lawyer was funny. Yes. That's that's more how I practiced law. Uh, I'm just a caveman. I finished bottom twenty percent at my law school, but what I do know, <laughs> I'm telling you, this got this got legs. But it's, it, the show would be exhausting, though, the way I would write it, because there'd never be there'd just never be a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you go from one to the next. It's like. You're in the courtroom, and then you're like in the, the bathroom. the Safdie brothers, the guys who did, like, uncut gems and, and, and would ha- in good time would have to do my movie. Just- <laughs> okay, okay. This is how I'm seeing your life now. Uncut gems. <laughs> Which, if you haven't seen, everybody, wow. Um, pretty good. <laughs> so, JL, mm-hmm. there are all types of comedy. But in the end, it comes down to the funny. What is your favorite form of comedy? 
I think you said stand up, right? I love stand up comedy um, because it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's the toughest, I think. Uh, maybe not, you know, there are some comedians who reach a level where whether they're good or bad, they'll have adoring fans. But I feel like as a, when you're a nobody or not known, you know, one of the toughest things to do, I think is to just make strangers laugh and Mm. to do it in different cities and in different types of clubs. And so I just have the most respect for it, having done it for a long time. Um, so agreed. there's more money in other things, I think, but you know, my dream would just to be, be, you know, get finally to that level where I'm special event headliner at your local comedy club and just doing that. That's, 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 that's my dream. My dreams aren't super ambitious, but as they've proved pretty elusive so far, so I still value them. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much competition and yeah, that's, I can't, I agree with you that, that is, that seems ridiculously hard. And you're battling now different forces. You know, I got into stand-up comedy right before basically social media and Mm. YouTube. So it was still sending VHS tapes to clubs, hoping they'd watch it and give you a shot. But it was was pure then. And now there's so many different factors involved that I understand. But you'll have, I think sometimes there's a little too much weight given to the, will this person sell tickets? Well, then that's the only thing we care about. So then you have wrestlers. YouTube personalities mm. doing shows at stand-up clubs and you're going, there's got to be a balance. Like the clubs yeah, have the- to care a little bit about what talent they nurture yeah. and who they give that space to understanding. You can't just be like, this guy has four followers. Uh, nobody's ever heard of him. We're headlining him for five shows. Obviously you yeah. can't do that either, but they, there should be a little, little balance, more balance. Hmm. I think. Yeah. It's so messed up. Like the way the, yeah. media landscape the way the system it's like how do you beat the system no one knows what does it mean to be successful these days <laughs> you know the people don't do they get handed shows and then like become huge stars anymore no like it's, right. it's 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 evolving so quickly but not quick enough anyway i um you've gone viral with your impressions of donald trump of course yep when did you start making those um, well, I started doing the impression for the Adam Carolla show back in 2014. Oh, and wow. yeah, the impression was like good. It was a little faster. Cause if you watch clips of Trump, right. You know, when he was running for president, a lot more New York braggadocio and speed in the way he talks now, he's kind of slowed it down for his big rally. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like, uh, become demented Yeah, <laughs> more and more demented. So he speaks slower now with a slur. Right. And so I was doing it then and it was getting good. It wasn't like I look back on it. It wasn't great, but I was I was trying to get it out there. I it had been on uh, the Dan Lebitard show. They had played my impression a lot. I'd been in Corolla. So I thought I'm getting on these pretty big platforms with my impression. And obviously Trump becomes president. That's a bit, you know, there's usually work and money for really good presidential impersonators, but nothing was happening for me beyond whatever I could make myself. And so I started doing a podcast with a friend called making podcasts great again, which was just like a weekly you know, radio show basically with me as Trump every week. And through wow. That, yeah. Through I that, can't imagine that you would, you would impersonate Trump every week. Yeah, I've been doing it. It's almost three years now. And, and oh, so you're still doing it. Yeah. And, and we're going to do it for, I think, another year where he's just going to be, you know, both huh, in yeah. po- podcast and reality, the world's worst political pundit. Hey, um, it, it, don't stop until he drops. Come on. Well, I, <laughs> okay. But I, I am getting a little, I would say I'm getting a little tired of it. Uh, oh, understandably. Of oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But the podcast was really such a good, the fact that I didn't, that I had, you know, two years of the podcast under my belt before 90% of our audience discovered it was great in hindsight because it allowed me to get so good at the ad-libbing and the voice and the mindset that once people discovered it in 2020, they're like, my God, the content, the voice, it's so good because I really had been working on it so hard in anonymity. So that was was definitely a, a, a silver lining to sort of kind of doing it for so long and fe- seeing no reward. Um, right. Well, so. you've paid your dues. Yeah. Make yeah. This, give this man a show, damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on, well, Netflix. Come on, all you other streaming platforms. Okay. Put him on The Mandalorian. 
<laughs> Come on, Quibby. Quibby. <laughs> Quibby. That, that, no. Well, you mentioned being on the uh, Adam Carolla show. And uh, um, now, isn't he a, tr- a Trump supporter or is he just really conservative? And yeah, did that make, and, it aw- that make it awkward a bit? Well, it, it, the thing is, I didn't go on his show for a few years. And a, right. a, a, somebody booked me on it a couple of times this year after I had blown up. And I, I went back on almost as a out of respect and thanks because he gave me a shot to to reach a lot more people when i was you know literally just some guy who did an impression of adam carolla on in a web series and he he was one of those guys who for a while i thought hey practice what you preach you don't have to agree with everybody's politics he leans right he's got his own personal experiences that inform why he is how he is but he's a super funny guy he's a a nice person in person. Wait, He's been you, you, do an impression, nice. you, you do an impression of him too? It, it's ru- it's rusty now because it was you know, kind of in this sort of nasally like, get the fu- <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck. You know, okay, Hi, thanks. Okay, Black Lives Matter, okay? Like, oh, my God. Oh, great. yeah, that's him. So that's it's great. a little rusty. Hi, but, Adam. But, but he was one of those. Good to see you. All right. So anyway, Black Lives Matter is a fucking terrorist organization. But he got around 2016. I had been on the show. I, I like flew myself out. I was a guest on the show eight times in three years. It was like you know I was known. People occasionally saw me at comedy clubs and said, "Oh, love you on Corolla." So it had its value. But his fans around the rise of Trump started, he started to get more of the Milo Yiannopoulos and the Ben Shapiro's and the Dennis Prager's. And I think whether he knew it or not, he was going from like right, right wing to sort of catering to a little more extreme. And it started to turn people like me who didn't agree with his politics, but really thought it was a super funny show and a well done show. It started to tilt a little more like 50 50 raging politics and comedy versus like a 90 10 split in the, in the mm-hmm. past. And then his fans, speaking of Israeli tortoise, that was the last time I was on the show was promoting that album. And I explained the joke as I explained it to you just in terms mm-hmm. of what it means. And I got multiple tweets from his fan base being like, actually men are victims of violence a lot more than women. Wow. And I was like, <gasps> and the, yeah. Wow. And I sorry, I was just vomiting. No, that's it. And I said to myself, I was like, that's what you got out of that. You felt this was like a men's rights argument. Like something. And and I always and that's when I I sort of said, who am I? It wasn't even Adam at first that got me to not go on the show for a while. It wasn't him. It was like, well, who am I performing for when I go on there? That was more the question I had. Like these guys. What's to be done about these? Dudes, these incels, these and they never maniacs. see themselves as snowflakes. Like they, like this guy felt the need to interrupt a comedian's day to explain that his joke was being unfair to actually. men. And right, they were well actually. But if a, if a progressive does that, they say, "Oh, you're a snowflake. F your feelings." But then they never see how they do the exact same thing for their yeah. their cause is some sort of righteous, masculine, powerful Ugh. move. And everybody else is weak whenever they want fairness. <laughs> it's a cult, and I can't wait to get to the goddamn news now that I'm getting fired up because this <laughs> these fucking kids uh, and their cults these days. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> uh, moving right along, in a couple of weeks, Trump will be leaving office. Does this mean you'll be retiring your impersonation? No, you're going to keep going for the year, he said. <laughs> for, the, uh. for the show, I'm going to keep doing the, sh- the podcast, but I do plan on, um, you know, Winding down. doing less, doing yeah. far fewer videos. Yeah, I, I think lots of people are doing far less, you know, all over Twitter. Or whatever. I, I don't see as many videos anymore, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Everybody needs break. You know, they won the election. They blew up the Death Star. As far as impersonating Trump goes, what was it like impersonating him, giving, given all the dangerous rhetoric and actions he's taken? You know, how, about, how difficult has that been to you know, make that humorous? It's not that hard because some people, and maybe this may have cost me some work, but I, 
I treat it like a stand-up performance. Like I'll go as dirty as I have to, to, to exceed him. Uh, and sometimes he catches yeah, up like, to me. Yeah, people say he's beyond parody. You're like, hold my beer. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of like, it's beyond parody. If you're not willing to go to certain levels, like I go have the extra mile. Yeah. I, <laughs> I make jokes about him and Jeff Epstein, you know, double teaming kids. Like, wow. It's horrible. But it's I like your style, dude. It's it's not that I, of course, endorse that. And most of that, the podcast is really like sort of the hard R-rated Trump <laughs> content. But I don't know. That's that shit is all gonna come out. And it's all in the spirit of being like, he's a horrible human being. I am making fun of him by illuminating what a piece of trash and right. filth he is, not in a isn't yeah. it funny when rich pedophiles no, get away no, with yeah. crimes. And I, right, I think that's right. the best the best uh <laughs> Yeah, that's what comedy is to me. Or but that's what you have to do if you're, I think. But if people gonna, don't understand. Right. People don't understand basic concepts of comedy. Oh, <laughs> but most of the time I don't go, go to those lengths. Um, I, you know, an easier way is to make him seem stupid and arrogant to uh, extreme degrees. He makes it so easy. Yeah. But yeah, people, the audience audience can be very frustrating sometimes like i've seen it with you they're like oh stop stop doing this yeah you know this is someone else's thing and that other person who shall go unnamed is just like you know doing a lip sync and they're doing your their thing and they're cool and they're doing their thing and you're doing your thing you're doing an impersonation which is a totally different form right and they're like how dare you <laughs> well, i think oh, right. what and these people are clearly like left-leaning. Right. They should know better. They believe in science. They believe in evolution. And they don't fucking understand the difference between an impersonation and a It blows my fucking mind. What, what I would say generally, and I actually talked about this on my other podcast earlier today, is, is the um, what I'm seeing with comedy in general in 2020 and now 2021 is sides. I, I like the reason I love stand-up comedy live performance as well is it's a self-selecting group. You yeah. are in a comedy club, so you've already, 90% of the people who go into a comedy club, mm. especially to see a non-celebrity, right. are, understand the art, understand what you're getting when you go mm -hmm. there. So there's very little, if you get one person going, no, no, they, <laughs> like, they'll get thrown out That's and booed. But on Twitter, it's like, Hundreds of people going, don't please delete this now. I made a joke. I made a joke about Hunter Biden um, being sad that he's not his dad's, clearly not his dad's favorite kid. <laughs> and that oh, wasn't that mocking Bo Biden. Though. That wasn't mocking Bo Biden I or mean, death. That shit is kind of true, though. Right. It it's like. True. God, Bo good. Biden, Bo Biden, Bo Biden. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you too. Now, if yeah, you make yeah. fun of Eric Trump for yeah. not being Ivanka, yeah. totally fair game. And I get it. One is an evil person. One is not. But I have to be allowed to make a simple not not people. They're comedians. Right? They're comedians. Multiple people going, I will. I am blocking you. This is. <laughs> these are people who followed me. <laughs> I know, and I've watched it from afar, and I've been aghast. And it, I've thought of it many times. I knew you were how, watching over me. I, I thought of it many times. It haunts well, me, and, 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 and me, it with, haunts with, me. With conservatives and liberals, I think there's two different ways. Like conservatives, the, the cliche is that they're better stand-up audiences because they don't, they don't get offended as easily. <laughs> part, of that's, part of that's true when it comes to stand-up, but at the same time, I think there's a relish among some conservatives that if something offends liberals, I will automatically enjoy it. Oh, even yeah. If it's yeah, not yeah. that good a joke because I'm relishing in the offense of it, which and is also whole, not yeah. comedy. And the whole, and the whole, yeah, there's a whole pattern in comedy for years of just saying things because they're offensive and think calling that comedy. Yeah. What I'm seeing with the left, because I've had more exposure to it, is. Um, and I'm a, I'm a definite left of center person. I'm in a weird spot. I know we haven't talked about religion yet, but I'm I'm a mass going Catholic who's left of center politically. Well, thank you, thank you for pulling the faith. Yeah, <laughs> so many atheists coming on here. So many atheists in the audience. They don't believe in me. They don't believe in me, but you do. I know. And you sit uh, and you stand and you sit and you stand, and I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And sometimes even kneel. But uh, <laughs> kneel what I, before me. What what I would say with progressives is that. 
they tend the the kind that don't go to comedy clubs is who I'm speaking of yeah. are they tend to like comedy that reflects well on them like it's mm, it makes yeah. me it reaffirms my beliefs even if the joke or content are not super How funny dare you ever say anything contrary right yeah. and then it's Which like whereas comedy. mediocre comedy or something that's not that funny but that they agree with will be like yes like the clapter like you know the worst thing to me is when people clap at, at, at shows and you're going oh this is bad comedy i guess um, yeah. i remember reading a review wow. of of hannah gatsby's second uh special like when it was being filmed and somebody wrote in i think it might have been new york times that was sort of a this isn't it's not laugh out loud but it's you leave and it felt it was the moment was so powerful and i go uh so yeah, george carlin would have loved that yeah you know and i go sometimes there's this the, the, the left seems more guilty. I don't of, of sort of embracing comedy on its message than yeah. on its humor. So, so I want to see, I want to see more like educational videos from comedians <laughs> about comedy. Like just explain to people, this is an impersonation. This is a lip sync. Uh, are we good? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be wasted. Um, I, I, I feel the pain of every comedian, honestly, because I'm a comedian. I've always been one, but people like, don't think I'm funny. They don't like my jokes. They they're like, God, yeah, it wasn't funny when you killed us all. And I think it's like, got you punked. Well, to you, it's time plus tragedy, but time to you is in the billions of years. So like for you, there's already been enough time for all tragedy to be funny. My time tragedy (laughs) equation needs very little time. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just, I just, it hurts because I'm like the greatest comedian ever. Agreed. I think, well, in my mind, I, I mean, I, I guess every comedian thinks that, but I, I sometimes I wonder, it's like, I'm like a Sk- Skinner meme, like Seymour Skinner from the Simpsons. I'm like, am I not that funny? And then I'm like, no, it's the audience that's wrong. And you know, fuck the game. We're, we're, we're dope as fuck. And, uh, you're lucky to be listening to this podcast. We got legends on the show here. It's amazing. I have to ask this. I, you have um, to ask. Okay, good. So you're on Cameo still, correct? Yes. Now, I, I was watching an interview uh, with you, and there, there was a particular request you received from, uh, if I'm correct, an escort service? Yes. Nice. Please, please, <laughs> please tell us that story. Yeah, it was, and it stood out to me not only because of that one, but because of the very next request that I fulfilled that afternoon was for a, a father wanting Trump to congratulate his eight-year-old daughter for riding her bike without training wheels. I'm not kidding; they were back-to-back messages. The escort was um, the escort service. I think was you know we are in ad hosting space. I think that was for legalese to be like technically we are allowed to host their advertisements for companionship, but we are not, you know, pimping <laughs> or supplying escorts. Wink. Uh, yeah, a very wink, wink, <laughs> wink to wink. the legal profession. But it was basically they couldn't practice their um, their craft. And, you know, and which which tells you that, you know, even the oldest profession respected the need for social distancing. <laughs> and, you know, they uh, they just wanted uh, to let their uh, their their the people in their ad space know that they uh, understood it was a tough time. But, you know, the president was behind them. It's and, hard uh, time. Yeah, looking forward to to utilizing them at a future date. I guess <laughs> hard time. And then the transition of jumping into the the eight year old who rode her bike for the first time. That's that's right. That's Listen awkward. to your father, or else I'll be doing a different cameo for you years from <laughs> wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. Is this is that from Trump supporters who want Trump to? I, like congratulate are, their daughter. There are the occasional Trump supporters, and <laughs> and you take their money too, right? I, I do, and usually, Hell yes. Here's how I validate it, though. It's almost always from their Trump hating sister oh, or brother. Awesome. So yeah. I feel like I'm awesome. at least giving a gift. Oh, nice. To nice. the people who don't like Sub- Trump, and subverting. I mock Trump, and yes. I'll say things like, I'll kind of <laughs> mock them and go, you know, you can't. Shit, you, I want one. You can't trust. You can't trust uh, the fake news. You can't trust the votes and the numbers. Oh, when the numbers, when they do the more, you know, when they're adding Biden votes, they're using math. 
to add. And as you know, I have fucking Andrew, like... excuse me, excuse me, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking. Be, be nice. Be nice. I respect you, but let's be honest. You haven't always done a great job. And what I'm saying, excuse me, is that when Andrew Yang ran for president, very failed campaign, he was Asian American. You remember him? He wore a hat that said math. It said math. And that's when I knew math was a Democrat. So when they're adding the votes for sleepy Joe Biden, it's because math is a registered Democrat. Wow. <laughs> what a treat. Oh, that's solid. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's even better live. <laughs> and it'll be even better dead. <laughs> that, that's Whoa. the thing. Like when I, Shit. I've always been a huge fan of rich little, little Richard and all my stuff. But, but there's a thing about you and your impersonations that you're more of uh, a writer than Rich. it seemed like not no disrespect to rich a little bit he was more like hey look at this voice i can do i'm, I'm this guy but right. you're more of like that bit right there was just like, okay you well, know it's always good you got a comedy nerd out don't i do you? i got well, it i'm nerdy you gotta drop can names i tell you a funny rich no little story knows. can i tell a funny rich little story oh, from this summer yes uh i'm talking to a publicist who i didn't work with but i was having a conversation to see what they could do and the guy said to me this was like in july or maybe August, maybe August, he said, uh, well, you know, you got to strike now. Like, I, you, you, you can't wait because, you know, in six months, nobody's going to care about Trump. And in my head, I was like, well, that's cold. But I, you know, I'm preparing for that yeah, if that right. is. But then he said, no joke. Five minutes later, at, towards the end of the conversation, he was, I guess, on the West Coast. And he was like, all right, well, uh, tonight I'm actually going to see a Rich Little show in Vegas. And in my head. I was like, so you just told me I have six months left to capitalize and <laughs> you're about to see to a, You're about to see a 90 year old comedian do a Richard Nixon impression <laughs> in, in 2020. And that's when I knew you are not the publicist for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's great. You I mean, you've got a future in Vegas. There you go. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, I hate him, but I love your impression. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I had to nerd out once. Yeah. So where can people find you? Oh, sure. My website is jlcomedy.com. That has links to my podcasts, my social media links, blog, you know, my store where I sell all my albums, uh, cameo link, like everything. Because people, you know, obviously I'd like people to follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, I'm Trump pod. But if you go to my website, you'll find every link to YouTube, social media, my albums, all that. So it's always jlcomedy.com is, is really obviously the perfect place to go. Great. You heard him. You can pick what you want. (laughs) Yeah, go there, humans. Follow him. Support him. He's doing great work. He's doing the Lord's work. It's great. Yes. It's great. And, well, thank you for joining us, JL. Thank Um, you. uh, That's amazing discussion of comedy, and I wish we could talk about it for... I could do this all day, but uh, we got to move on to some other things, like the goddamn news. Are we hang out for that? Oh, I'll hang out for that. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Well, next on the agenda actually is our weekly performance review. Hi, humans. This is the part of the show where we read our reviews. First one, Davey B gave us five stars in Apple Podcasts saying, A bacon of hope for us Pigaeans. Okay. All right. Mm, Leave comedy to the professionals, Davey B. But thank you for the five stars. We'll take it. Don't take it back. Okay. Who's this one? Tenaris? Tenaris. Tenaris gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts saying, sacrilicious 13 out of 10 which is not uh good math would blasphemy again i think it's great math it means that they really love us 13 out of 10 13 out of 10 that's okay and Vinny firo gave us five stars on apple podcast saying great buddha this podcast is awesome hey thanks for the reviews humans remember if you write us a review We'll read it on The God Pod. Just visit ratethispodcast.com slash The God Pod, and it will help guide you on how to write a review on whatever device or app or contraption you use. That URL again is ratethispodcast.com slash The God Pod. Okay, thanks. It's time for the goddamn news. So as the coronavirus death toll passes 350,000, Trump is calling the U.S. count far exaggerated. Uh, I mean, we're not even surprised anymore. No, I know. No, nothing surprises. Nothing can surprise us. We are unfazed. You can't hurt us anymore. 
he can. He, there's still time. There's 16 still time. more days or so. That's a lot. But, uh, <laughs> That's a lot of that time. Is, it feels like forever. Yeah. Right? It's like uh, every day is a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you get closer to the end. Um, but Fauci is pushing back on this. He said yeah. that um, the deaths are real deaths. And I don't know how anybody can contest this when, for example, I saw in the New York Times a few weeks ago, nine Catholic nuns at the same church all died within a week of each other. Jesus. When stuff like that is happening, how could Sad. you say that these numbers are exaggerated? But he that's the thing. He doesn't have to. He doesn't to care. He doesn't care. <laughs> he won't, you won't well, get the morality. Trump supporters. He's he's. <laughs> He's he's setting like a Guinness World Record for evil mm-hmm. and immorality. He's like he's in the top ten, just yeah. maybe not in the. De- I know we usually measure those things on like kill count, but I mean he's got like three hundred thousand right now. You can attribute to him maybe all three fifty. Yeah. And actually, if anything, these numbers are undercounted. Oh yeah, it was it was talked about like a long time ago that came out in the news that these numbers are actually probably twenty percent or so lower. Than what they really are. And if you look so on the fuck RNC, you, Trump. If you look on the RNC website, they now list Herman Cain's death as old black jazz musician who did heroin. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really trying to cover up every everything. Uh, well, that's a step up. They actually mentioned him. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and great. then, and then, and then in the picture, it's just like the picture from Soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they, didn't they actually did that? They like used the wrong picture of him. They're um, saying they're oh, saying yeah. the African American in Soul had COVID. That's what the fake news is saying now. That he. <laughs> Holy so shit! Bad. Donald Trump is here. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, and God, to your it. point, there is data, of course, showing how many people die on average each year. And the 2020 death numbers are way above what is normal, way higher than even the COVID death toll that's been reported. Right. Look at the big memory on God, right? Yep. Amazing. Yep. I, I actually I, I wasn't even watching V for Vendetta, but this week it occurred to me as I saw that number out of the blue. I was like, wait a minute. How many people died in v for vendetta from that virus that okay in the movie there's a slight difference they invented it in order to take over the government the fascists like okay spoiler alert (laughs) if you haven't seen v for vendetta fascists use a virus to kill a hundred thousand people and take over the government okay and in and in response once the people found out they blew up parliament but uh in america a fascist regime let 350,000 people and counting die, right? And he did it specifically to try and hold on to power, okay? And I just feel like the comparison at this point is insane. And, I, you know, granted, people have voted him out, so good job on that. But, damn, 74 million people still voted for him? Crazy. Disgusting. The number of people out there on New Year's not wearing masks Mm -hmm. and just just walking around New Orleans like no big deal. Yeah. I keep wondering (laughs) how many of these people I think I think the QAnon stuff, I think there's way more believers of that, because if you think about it, to support Donald Trump, you kind of have to somewhere believe that Democrats are not just an opposing political party, but like some sort of satanic force for evil, because Donald Trump is literally walking around being the worst American in history yep. and a criminal and a, a man with no bottom and no, well, except for Mike Pence, no <laughs> sort of moral bottom. And yet no. people will literally go. I mean, John Voight is probably Ugh. him. Him and Sidney Powell are like my two favorite people to emerge from the Trump universe because they're they're so bonkers that you're like is this performance art yeah what, I just, what is I just, this i just discovered this asshole lynn wood oh, but he's, he's i don't he's know if he has enough at, but crazy at bats to qualify for the crazy oh, batting oh, title oh i think i think he's oh at bats okay yeah yeah but, but no but quality, he is the quality oh the quality <laughs> is you know he's the guy called up from the minors who hits 20 homers in september <laughs> where you're like my god Buy this stock for next Holy season. Shit. <laughs> I mean, he's promising, you know, he's promising the resurrection of Jeffrey Epstein, which I think, you know, <laughs> no offense to Jesus, but, you know, what a, what a, 
What a battle of good and evil that will be. Jesus versus Epstein. <laughs> oh, the resurrected yes. one. How is he going to come back from hell? But I, uh, yeah, I think there's like, oh, what do you think of the odds that Trump like pardons Ghislaine, Ghislaine on the final day of his uh, presidency, pardons the uh, other person who could give up the details? 80%. Yeah. I put it at 80%. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, speaking of Lynn Wood, we have a story about him, right, Jesus? He is insisting that he is not insane after tweeting that Mike <laughs> Pence should face execution by firing squad. Wow. He's really mad that uh, Mike Pence is going to let Joe Biden become the president-elect. Right, right. uh, you know that you're insane when you have to tell everybody, I'm not insane. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a good sign. Um so yeah, I assume the FBI is investigating him for these comments. That seems you would hope so. Um, they will all get their day in some far off date. Yeah, <sighs> justice you, sure is slow. Did you guys see the uh, the Tim Burton Batman with Jack Nicholson? Oh yeah, hell yes, the best Batman. I, I do love it. I do own it, but my, the Dark Knight is. is I agree. Is the Dark Knight is my favorite. Too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but that was that one's second best though. Yeah, give a dance but, to the devil in the pale moonlight. <laughs> But for me, I one of the funnier dark things in Batman is how the Joker's lackey, Bob, is just by his side the whole movie doing Boom, whatever he's asked. And then he goes, Bob, you're gone. And just in frustration, kills <laughs> I, I Bob for no reason. Yeah. And I feel like Pence is Bob right now, uh, yeah. where it's like he has done every, I mean, he has sold his soul to your they enemy, Lord. They all and, have. But Pence... Pence, I feel like, you know, at the at the high, the lowest value or something. Like he gave, he practically gave it away, mm-hmm. and he at this point is being to, for him to be threatened with death by Trump lawyers Insane. is particularly rich. That no one, no matter how many boots have been licked, he is he will be treated like he's Nancy Pelosi. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, what do you mean you're not going to try and overturn democracy with the swing of a gavel? Right, oh, we're right. gonna firing squad. So <laughs> I think it's funny because Trump's other allies have now turned on this Linwood character, who I don't know what the fuck this is. Okay, I just yeah. learned this word, this phrase, Linwood. It sounds like a type of wood. And he represented Richard Jewell and I think the the oh, the, Ram- the Benet Ramsey parents. Oh, That's right. No. That's right. Wow. They're they're like, wait a minute, no, this Linwood guy, this Linwood guy is crazy. Yeah, because <laughs> guess what they far. realize? They're next. Mm-hmm. They're next to get these threats, and they're all turning on each other. <laughs> you love to see it. You do. Yeah, I, I'm living for it. Really, <laughs> I mean, just they're turning on each other. It's just exactly how you would expect a cult to end. Call them Hell's Gate. Ooh, instead of Heaven's like Gate, that. we call Hell's it Hell's Gate. Gate. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> yes. And they're drinking the Kool-Aid. So Trump threw a uh, maskless New Year's Eve party at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, he never showed up, though. Rudy was there. Nobody knows Trump why Jr. he didn't show up, but they're like, oh, he's saving the day. So, well, yeah, he yeah. went to D.C. to prepare for this big vote in Congress. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just cracks sure. me up. Yeah, he was pissed too. He didn't want to. He did not want to leave the party, apparently. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, did you see the pictures of all these assholes there, Rudy? Oh yeah, Don Jr. Vanilla Ice. They're all there. Not a mask anywhere. The only person that was wearing a mask was Kimberly Guilfoyle. And, oh, she was. Yeah, wow. that's surprising. <laughs> Which is just if you're the only person wearing a mask, it's useless. <laughs> but, well, it's, um, it's it's like we we already got COVID, so we don't have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah, and, and you should have seen Don Jr.'s face when Vanilla Ice was performing. It was just <laughs> yeah, big fan. <laughs> it, I, I kind of like I, I I saw this picture and I I thought of like that scene in Titanic where the band plays the song as the, as the boat goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, good for them. Yeah. So this vote is coming up this week and uh, treasonous garbage. GOP senators ripped as liars and cowards for effort to overturn the 2020 election. Yeah, right, right. So so Ted Cruz 
sensing, uh, you know, this will be good for his presidential aspirations because this idiot thinks he's going to be president someday. <laughs> uh, and um, so, yeah, they're all 12 senators are like, yeah, we're going to we're going to object. And they know that it's not going to mean anything, but they're pandering for the Trump cult vote. Right. Yeah. It's so. So then that happens. And then uh, a Trump advisor goes on a like a Monday morning, uh, Sunday morning show and says Trump can delay the election if he wants. And that was bullshit. But you know, so clearly Trump is thinking that he can delay, excuse me, the inauguration. Yeah. He thinks well, he I can heard delay something, the, I heard something funny about that. If the inauguration were to be delayed, do you know who would become president? Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no logic never mattered so then um yeah all these trump supporters are uh threatening to to have like a rally on january 6 and and commit all kinds of violence and kill people so if do not go outside if you live in dc on january 6 if you live anywhere just don't go outside that day because crazy is going to be crazy that day and you just 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 avoid them they're looking for trouble um let the police handle them Mm. That's right, right, Moses. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. You just have to stay home. They they want you to come out there. They want you to. That's be all a they part have. The yeah, exactly. All they have is a chance to either create chaos or commit right. violence. To like, you know, it's it's their chance for you know to go run our test on liberals. You know, yeah, it's like right. the game's over, and I'm... you either can go away or you can start. <laughs> what you know, does that mean? Go fans. run our test? Oh, what did he do? He punched fans. The malice at the palace, uh, where it was like the game was basically over, and then a fan threw a cup and hit him. And I kind of appreciated the that malice. he ran out there because it was a, a jerk move. Right. Um, but then you know all hell broke loose, and fans and players were just swinging at each other, and uh, it's, it was one of the more they disgraceful want civil war. Exactly. They cannot handle the fact they've been in denial this whole time. They've already lost. They just can basically drag you down and yeah, hurt they, you they and cause you to be level, unhappy. On some level, they know that they lost. Right. They just don't fucking care what they have to say or do to change that. Right? They know that they lost. They know. They don't fucking care. Right. Right? They don't care about democracy. They never did. And I think how many people are there, right, in QAnon? I think it's way more than we imagine. Mm-hmm. And also, thankfully, way less. You know, I would put it at 2 million. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 2 million. 2 million raving fucking lunatics yeah. <laughs> who are going to um, end up in an early grave thanks to their just cultish devotion and stupidity. One way or another, these people fucking, whether it's through a crack overdose or it's through just getting COVID or just they become 2,000 pounds. Too many Mountain Dew, Code Red. Yeah, you know, heart disease, still the silent killer, the biggest. Watch out for that. But um, I'm sorry. I moved through these last stories, Jesus, you might have noticed, as quick as I could, because we have to get to the biggest fucking story of the day. We saved it for last. (laughs) Play this fucking audio of Trump that leaked. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find 11,000... 780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Oh, so that that guy who was just speaking was the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. Right. And wow, that is that call was insane uh, I yeah. love- if you have if you haven't listened to this whole thing get out there and listen to yeah, it after amazing. the show it's amazing <laughs> yeah i just love that how that call took place this past saturday it leaked the next day it leaked yeah. so fast so let's rewind let's start. in case you haven't heard you've been living under a rock the past few days that's fine you only get your news from the god show what up god pod excuse me here's here's the the 411 okay trump called the Republican Secretary of State in the state of Georgia on Saturday and fucking harassed him for an hour, him and his lawyer, to try and get them to overturn the Georgia election. He he did not expect the audio to be leaked, 
But basically, the, these Republicans recorded him. And then Trump, the next morning, attacked this guy, Raffensperger. And then they leaked the tape. Raffensperger's like, ooh. You tweeted out, like, that's going to come out. And then they they just sent the, the tape of this thing to everybody. Everybody can listen to this hour-long, pure insanity. I will never be as interested. Actually, it's... Has anyone actually listened to the whole thing? JL, did you listen? Not yet. I have not. Yeah. So even if you just listen to the highlights, Mm -hmm. it's just blatant corruption. Give us one more vote. Find 11,780 votes. Yeah. He lost Georgia by 11,779 votes. Yeah. So he wants one more vote. If they could fucking convince someone to overturn this and find... One more vote. They would say we won and they would rub it in your face for four to 10 to 12 years, whatever, that he won. And the thing that's crazy about it, the most crazy about it to me is it does not matter if they were to overturn the election in Georgia because Trump still would have lost. But I think I was just going to say, I think what this is about is finding Georgia's the closest of all yeah. of them. So what you do is you you bet every you bet the house on overturning yeah. the smallest one. Then you start then to you say another one. every yeah. battleground. See, we found the fraud. Every battleground state True. now is in question because you're not going to overturn Michigan with like 150,000 votes, but yeah. you can call it into question if you found any that you know, must be what it is. It's the same as like if you lie about anything giving testimony, even if it's a small thing, then no, they can it's, say it's all on the table. Well, now. if you yeah. lied about what you had for lunch, how do we know we you didn't murder these three people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, just today, actually, the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, uh, he suggested today the Fulton County District Attorney could launch a criminal probe into the leaked weekend phone call with Donald Trump. Good. And could, should be, should. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what he did was criminal on so many levels. But of course, he knows that he's beyond prosecution because he's the president. So he doesn't give a fuck what he does. But how many more of these calls have there been that you haven't heard? I think one reason he's so hell bent on flipping Georgia is because he's so embarrassed that he lost Georgia. Yeah. This should have been reliably. I think, yeah, for me, it's like it's a dual. It's two things. One, it's the closest, like you said, jail. Totally. And for making the, the legal case. But it's got to bother them. It has to bother them that they lost Georgia, who in their minds, well, that's an old racist state. That's gone Republican forever. How right. could that turn for the Democrats? Because if they lose that, they'll never win another presidential election. Yeah. Right? And I think they, they, they hate it. It's like ass in their mouth. They can't <laughs> fucking handle it. Ah, how could we lose Georgia? Don't knock ass in your mouth. Yeah, well, sh- the taste of shit <laughs> is the point. And yeah, Excuse you wonder, what, what did they do in Florida? Because yeah. that guy is definitely corrupt and would do whatever Trump said. Yeah. So it's just mind, fucking mind boggling that the people, they're just, they'll stop the steal, stop the steal, and they will do anything. He's stealing. He's the anything. Fraud. They are doing anything. What's to be done, everyone? I <laughs> I can't wait till he puts on like a 50. Normally, I don't wish this on anybody because I've had this journey myself throughout my life. But I I do look forward to him putting on like an additional 55 pounds of like de- <laughs> depressed snack weight. Like him just waddling around looking like extra gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that first week after he lost where all of a sudden you didn't see his tan anymore. Uh-huh. The orange was gone <laughs> and the hair yeah. was fucked. Because he was just letting it go. And the Tulsa rally, it'll be a combination of so many of the depressing moments he's had, like the Tulsa rally when he was walking with the tie because he'd had 6,000 instead of 20,000 spectators. Oh, I'm living. This is going to be great. The long, it's the slow knife. That's the best one. And I, I've, been, I've been telling people for years that they're like, why don't you just strike him with lightning, God? Come on, God. What are you going to do? I'm like, listen. Wait for it. 
Wait for it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I need to make this shit last. Uh, so, I mean, they're going through the phases, right? Denial, anger. Um, I don't know if that they'll ever get to acceptance, but if no. they do, they might realize that you done been had. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop giving money to this con artist criminal. I, you I have poor to admit, sad sacks. I, I admit, though, I know it's not charitable, and I try not to have these thoughts, God. But when I I do sort of look at them and go, yes, Trump, grift, grift these people. No, I hear you. I have my good days and bad, <laughs> Jay. I'll have my days where, you know, I'm like, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I'm, I'm like all like listening to Jesus. And then, mm-hmm. I'm, I, and then I have my other days where I'm like, smite the motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> smite them all. There's no solution. <laughs> and the, uh, you know, you, you, the thing is what's going to happen, the problem is, since there's no logic on that side and no self-examination, when they're all broke and uh, uh, re-addicted to opioids, they yeah. will then say, what's Joe Biden doing to help me? Yeah. Trump 2024, yeah. we need yeah. a hero. Yeah. And Holy the- <laughs> you'll you be like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's going he's gonna to do uh, he's, uh, a rally on Inauguration Day, they're saying. Aired at the same time as Biden's inauguration, whoever, you know, Newsmax will play it. Yes. That he's going to announce for 2024, which is just another handy way to keep the grift going. Trump could literally sexually assault one of his followers and they'd go, why isn't the Biden law enforcement calling the cops? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Uh, seriously, like, it's just if you really if you let it. These people will drive you insane. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly what they want. If you take them seriously, just know that they know they're full of shit. They're just full of hate. They don't know how to live. Okay? They only know how to live in. Okay? <laughs> they just, all they can be is furious at all times. Why? They have deep psychological issues. And, you know, America needs therapy, y'all. They really do. And there's so much to unfuck. And wow. Comedians like JL help us cope with it, though, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Coping, coping is one thing. Uh, Medicare for all would be nice, too. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, healthcare, uh, whatever you call it. Ah, there's so much to unfuck, right, Moses? Absolutely. Let's unfuck it. Let's unfuck let's, it. Let's unfuck it. Let's restore order to the multiverse. Right. I think it's, do we have anything else we want to say about this Trump tape? I think we've said it all. Uh, no, but he's putting all this attention on January 6th just for all of us to watch him lose again. So Yeah, again and again. 16 days, everybody. 16 days till the ship of fools runs aground. 16 days until Republicans blame 400,000 COVID deaths on Biden. Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. hope. I hope CNN, I know MSNBC won't, but I really hope CNN doesn't hire um, people oh, yeah. from his administration. Like, I don't know, like, they're, they're, they're like criminals. They're, they're yeah. anti-democratic criminals. Like, it's not just an alternative viewpoint. Yeah, Jake, Jake Tapper recently said that he would not have Kaylee McEnany on his show at all because she lies like other people breathe. Yeah. And I just want to say for the record, I will also not be having any of these shitbags on the God Pod. Good. <laughs> yeah. I know that comes as quite a shock. <laughs> but we will Because we could totally get them. We could totally get we, them. Sure. Well, we could, of, oh, course, sure. but, of course. But they but we would never even conceive of it on moral ground, CNN. How dare you like, oh, good job, Jake Tapper. Um <laughs> I just think that, yeah, they should never be anywhere. This is this is like an inglorious bastard situation. You will never live this down. You're going to want to take that uniform off, I bet. And I, they will never live this shit down, nor should they. And all this, like, blah, unification talk and forgiveness, fuck that. Okay? There can be no justice until there's justice. And, uh, yeah. I, th- th- some shit, some people need to go to prison this time. Okay? That's all. That's all. All right, it's time for our new commandment of the week. Thou 
shall not whine for months that the election was stolen while you are doing absolutely everything you can to steal the election. Everyone can see what you're doing, and it just makes you look like uh, the biggest sore loser who ever sore losered. It's not funny anymore. I mean, it's still kind of funny, but it's also sedition and treason, and for fuck's sake, just accept you lost, losers. The Lord has spoken. Make sure you're subscribed for free to The God Pod so you never miss an episode. And visit patreon.com slash thegodpod to hear more exclusive episodes. By pledging, you'll also be helping support the show. Thanks, humans. Thanks, humans.